If there were glitches, if there were problems that were continually happening, they became very frustrated and it led to decreased satisfaction in their job. Good day and welcome to another Hymns podcast. I'm Bill Sawicki, Managing Editor of Healthcare IT News, a Hymns Media publication. Most healthcare professionals are well aware of the nurse shortage that America faces today. Today, we'll be digging into that crisis and the role played, both good and bad, by healthcare information technology. My guest is April Kapu, President of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Welcome, April. Oh, it's glad to be here today. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Um, so let's jump right in to our discussion. Um, my first question for you, April, what's at the heart of the nurse shortage today and how bad is it truly getting for healthcare provider organizations? The nursing workforce shortage is significant, and you've, that's why we're hearing so much about it, is we are very worried about our nursing workforce. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse practitioner, so we are worried about our workforce, all types of, of nurses. And so in terms of looking at what we need to do, we need more nurses, and we need more educators to educate more nurses. So one of the things that's happening today, is, as you probably know, is that our baby boomer population. So a lot of this happened before the pandemic, our worsening, uh, our worsening workforce shortage. And what we're looking at was well before the pandemic and the pandemic really highlighted some um, gaps that needed to be addressed, but also highlighted the fact that we needed to really put some time and attention significantly towards building our workforce. Um, we saw that even more so throughout the pandemic. But our baby boomer population. I mean, it's just as simple as that. As you think about the baby boomer population, I mean, they're um, growing older. And by 2029, um, most of them will be hitting 65 and retiring. A good number of our nurses are baby boomers. And so we're just looking at something as simple as that is we have an aging workforce. So we need to bring in more new nurses and, and, and more reach out to more students to go into nursing. And so all of that needs to really to build up that pipeline and increase our workforce. And then I mentioned education is key. So not only do we need nurses at the bedside, nurse practitioners, nurse anesthetists, we need educators. And many of our educators are baby boomers, but we need more nurse educators to educate um, that rising generation of nurses. I think the last thing that um, I would say that's so important um, is, and, and I'm just looking here at your question, the last thing that I think is so important here is, um, and I mentioned the pandemic, is you know, we have the re retiring workforce, we need more, but the pandemic really highlighted those major gaps. And, and But the other thing that the pandemic did is it really brought on a lot of um, burnout. And we've talked about that quite a bit, the physical, the emotional, the mental exhaustion of, of being within a pandemic and all of the different things that were occurring um, in the pandemic and setting up new testing sites and setting up um, um, a 
add-ons to our emergency departments, creating new ICUs, seeing patients at the home, um, telehealth, um, seeing patients via telehealth and, and, and virtual care. All of that was new. And so that creates a lot of new activity. In the meantime, we had very, very sick patients that we were caring for in the midst of a pandemic that um, we didn't know a lot about this infectious disease early on. We were learning as we go. So all of that created uh, increased physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion, all key components of burnout. And now we're starting to see uh, nurses leaving the workforce um, because they're, they, they just want to do something else. They've just been through too much. Uh, because of the pandemic. And, and, and so it's the burnout, it's the aging population, and just the very fact that we need more nurses. Yeah, this is, this is truly a crisis. Um, I'd like to move into a few questions more specific to our HIMSS and Healthcare IT News audience. Um, my, uh, my first one here is how does healthcare information technology contribute to nurse burnout. I've heard from nurses mostly about negative surrounding uh, electronic health record systems. Well, when you ask that question, I immediately think back as a nurse um, when I was on paper and how I myself moved to technology and moved to an EMR system. And I remember it was a real, it was a real hard transition for me. I was used to writing things out and, and being able to visually see my forms and, and the, the handwriting next to each of the blanks in my documentation. But I was very accustomed to that. And then moving to technology, even though there were many times where I said, I'd love it if I could immediately access this patient's lab. I, I would love it if I could just see the vital signs here. Or um, there were, uh, I would love it if I didn't have to type this out or, or write this out over and over again. Um, those were times where I said technology would be really helpful. But when we moved to the technology, I'm just sharing my own personal experience. It was getting familiar with this new platform. It was, it was new. I hadn't seen it before. And, and, and I, it was just really becoming visually accustomed to it and building that um, muscle memory. Where is everything? How can I find everything? So there was that initial learning curve um, that I remember. And I remember calling often on, on specialists to come and help me out because I couldn't find something. But once I became accustomed to it, it was a, it was a lot easier to use. But I can tell you, anytime that you, and nurses are very busy, we are taking care of a lot of patients. We're moving quickly throughout the day. We want to spend time with our patients. We want to have that face-to-face -face time. We want to optimize that time. That's why we went into nursing. We want to provide the very best care. We want to optimize our time with the patient. So if we're spending time treating the paperwork or treating focused on the computer, that pulls us away from our patient. But if we've gotten to know the technology and we're moving through it and it's easy to use, um, that helps our day be more efficient. But if something glitches, or it's not working today, and we can't switch over to another station, that becomes very frustrating. And um, I uh, think about, there was a study recently in, in um, Medicare, University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing um, in 2021. So last year, they published a study where they looked and they really looked at nurses' views and perspectives towards technology. And over and over again, if it wasn't streamlined, if it wasn't working well, if there were glitches, if there were problems that were continually happening, 
they became very frustrated and it led to decreased satisfaction in their job. And we don't need nurses to be dissatisfied. We want them to be satisfied and have joy in what they're doing. But the other thing that was even more profound is there was a link with patient care outcomes. And so then that's really, I mean, as a nurse, you are focused on providing the very best care and optimizing those patient care outcomes. If you feel like the technology, you're spending more time with the technology and dealing with all of these glitches and less time with taking care of patients, that can be incredibly frustrating. So for my next question, I'm wondering how can these problems that you've identified with healthcare information technology be solved to try to ease some of the pain on nurses? Well, again, sharing from my own experience and experience in speaking with many nurses, many nurse practitioners, as we have moved into new technologies with the EMR, as we've moved into new technology with uh, telehealth, um, I think the being as streamlined, efficient, as seamless as possible, frictionless as possible, um, that infrastructure of that technology needs to work well. It needs to be incredibly user-friendly and not just on our side as um, providers, but being a nurse practitioner and being much more engaged in virtual care, it also needs to be as easy to use on the consumer side, on the patient side. So um, making that as easy to use as possible. And what I've learned throughout the years is as technology is being developed to include uh, clinicians, include nurses in that discussion as the technology is being developed, because they are talking through their day, they're sharing where things need to be. They might be sharing. One thing I love is if I'm um, working on um, a patient's documentation is to immediately be able to see their current lab lab studies, to be able to immediately see their vital signs, as I had mentioned earlier. These are things that could be shared um, with the development team that could be very helpful so that nurses that are ultimately on the receiving end um, are feel really comfortable with it. Oh, this makes perfect sense to me. I, it's easy to pick this up and use this piece of technology. But on the flip side, like I said, with telehealth, we also want our consumers to be um, extremely um, comfortable with uh, working um, with technology. So the infrastructure needs to be seamless, frictionless, and needs to include uh, nurses uh, in the development and really better understanding how they would use the technology, what they're looking for when they sign on. Um, The fact that we don't want to check hundreds and thousands of boxes, um, how can we make this a little bit easier? Um, And the second thing I think that's really important is, uh, and I mentioned this a little bit, is being able to really give and take with the technology. So um, not just input our information, but to easily use this as a tool that can help us with patient care. So how are we pulling information constantly um, from this tool? So this now becomes, it's very much like a smartphone. You're putting information in, but you're constantly getting information out and having that information about your patient readily accessible, their medications that they're on, um, scheduling, all of that vital information that you need as a nurse, just really easy to access. And then the last thing um, I mentioned, checking all the boxes um, and being working in a healthcare system for many years, um, we really focus on quality. And a lot of what we do from a quality standpoint is we embed some of those quality pieces and that data collection into our technology. 
if that becomes so onerous where a nurse is sitting there for very long periods of time checking all these boxes so that we can have those quality reports come out on the other side, it suddenly becomes very frustrating for the nurse. So how do we really um, look at the regulations, the requirements, and make sure that we're doing just what is needed and not anything more? Um, I, as a nurse practitioner, we have a lot of regulations. Um, we have uh, national standards for accredited education, training, national board certification for what we do and the patient populations we serve. But our, our, our licensure is overseen by each state. And so many states have require, increased regulations around what needs to be done in order for that nurse practitioner to hold that license. 26 states in D.C., they have what we call full practice authority, where the nurse practitioners in those states can practice to the full extent of their education and training. But there's still states that have increased regulations. And one of those regulations, like in my state of Tennessee, is that we have to have regular chart review. Well, we built that into our technology, and that's a step that's not necessary. We're all working together, coordinating, collaborating. We're educated and trained to do what we do, but it's a regulatory piece that we're trying to meet through our technology so that we can produce a report on the other side. So those are the types of things, those extra steps that may be onerous, outdated regulations, really tightening that up to where we do exactly what's needed for the patient care and the quality of care and the safety of care, but, but not a whole lot of extra um, that takes the time, that valuable time that the nurse wants to spend with the patient. That all makes uh, a lot of sense. Um, I was wondering, let's, let's uh, flip the switch here a little bit. Instead of talking about problems, let's talk briefly about benefits. So my next question is, how does healthcare inform information technology help nurses in their daily routine and help avoid burnout? Well, I think uh, one of the things we saw really with the pandemic, what I experienced and, and many other healthcare clinicians is we really saw the rise of virtual care and telehealth, that technology piece, because we couldn't reach our patients and our patients couldn't reach us because of the parameters of COVID-19. Some clinics had restricted hours. We had all the social distancing and all the mass, all of those things that the lockdowns, and we couldn't reach our patients for very vital services. So we were, for those of us like me, that were less familiar with that technology, we were essentially kind of pushed into that space and consumers were pushed into that space and to where we became more familiar with it. And now telehealth is gonna be part of our, a very important part of our care delivery system going forward, telehealth for certain visits, as well as in-person visits for other types of visits and, and understanding you know, what visit would be perfect for a telehealth visit. You know, following up after a new medication has been started, following up with that patient. So I think the virtual care and the telehealth has been one of the most wonderful things that has come out of a very difficult um, two to three years. And when you say, how does that impact burnout? Well, as a clinician, as a nurse, and I found this um, because I was helping to bring up 
um, new and innovative uh, services throughout the pandemic. We had several um, nurses that, you know, because they were immunocompromised or they were high risk pregnancy or um, they had kids that were out of school because they couldn't go to school because of COVID-19 restrictions, things like that. It, it made it very difficult for them to come into work. So to be able to say, okay, we can set up technology to where you can do more remote work, telehealth, remote monitoring, that you can easily do your e-prescribing, that suddenly created some flexibility. So that now we had some nurses working remotely, um, where others were working in the clinic, we were able to provide care services remotely. So technology was a huge help. Um, it's been a, a wonderful throughout the years, but really throughout the pandemic, we reached to technology to help get us through. And much of that technology we will incorporate for years to come. Yeah, I've covered telehealth for a long time, and it, the last two years has just been amazing, just amazing. And the remote um, technology, the remote monitoring, being able to follow patients where they are. Absolutely. Um, my final question for you today, April, uh, I, you're, of course, president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. So I'd like to do a nurse practitioner question. I'm wondering, are there particular areas of healthcare information technology that could be enhanced specifically to help nurse practitioners? Yes, in so many ways. We talked about the telehealth, continuing to streamline that, um, to make it uh, a tool that we want to use, that we want to engage. It's a way for us to reach out to patients in their home and continue to provide that much needed access to care um, and not going in the opposite direction where it becomes so onerous and, and, and difficult to work with, but to continuing to improve that technology. The EMR continuing to improve that so that it's as user-friendly as possible so that we can really spend the bulk of our time having a conversation, assessing, talking with our patients. So instead of looking at our laptop or our computer to put in all this information, we can actually be looking at our patient and assessing our patient and having those rich conversations that give us so much vital information about their healthcare, but it also engages the patient in healthcare. So any technology that will leverage that FaceTime, that time with the patient, um, I think that's where we want to go and less away from focus so much on our computers and our workspaces um, that we are pulled away uh, from our patients. I, I, I remember myself having an appointment one time where the provider was so focused on putting all the information in. I hardly had any FaceTime. And I remember how that made me feel. And I, I wouldn't want any patients uh, to feel that way. When they come in, this is their time to connect and to establish that provider-patient trust relationship so that they will continually um, take care of their health, engage in healthcare uh, services, and, and, and have a healthier life. That's what we're in this business for, this profession for, and why we do this, why we enjoy what we do. So anything that leverages that, we're all for that. And um, in this busy day and age where we're seeing more and more patients, we have more people that have access to care challenges, we need to leverage technology to get us there. 
yes, my uh, my doctor is very computer oriented and and has a lot to enter into his computer while he's talking to me every time. So I know how you feel. Um, so that's today's podcast. Uh, wow. I, I would like to thank uh, my guest, April Kapu, president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Thank you, April. Thank you. And for Hymns Podcast listeners, stay tuned. Another podcast is on the way.